Hi, I'm Fionn Wright, your China Dream coach for entrepreneurs and executives. Welcome to season one of the Your China Dream Virtual Summit. In this episode, we have Mauricio Reyes, better known as Momo, founder of Style Fitness. He was awarded best personal trainer in Shanghai and has done what most personal trainers only dream of, owning multiple gyms across the city. And it feels like this is just the beginning. Let's find out how he did it. Hello everyone, my name is Mauricio from Style Fitness um, and my uh, number one tip um, for someone that wants to uh, um, create a business or open your company in China, it's consistency. Consistency is the key. Could be many variations in the path, but uh, all you have to know is you have to keep consistent. Uh, my background basically it's um, on sports, but I uh, have a degree in uh, culinary school, so I'm a chef as well. And uh, I always believe that the fact of uh, mixing nutrition with sports, of course, um, improves performance. So that's why I focus on performance training. Um, at the age of 14, uh, I moved to the States uh, for studying. And then um, I wanted to pursue my goal of uh, being a professional soccer player. So um, I played for a couple of years um, in semi-professional in Mexico until I got an injury. And um, the trainer at that time says that uh, my injury was chronic. So uh, basically the more I play, the more it's going to develop. So uh, I believe in so. And um, I moved to France at the age of uh, 17. And I stayed in France for 10 years where I made my careers in a culinary school and management. Um, and then um, at the same time I was uh, training um, teams, soccer teams. Um, soccer has always been my passion and I've always been uh, interested on, on performance. So um, back in Paris uh, I did a lot of coaching. And uh, then I had the opportunity to move to China, do an internship um, for, um, for my degree in school. Uh, I moved to Xiamen, um, and I really like the city. I really like the uh, experience in China. And it's always been on my heart for a reason, uh, a call I have for China. So when I came, I was just identified directly with China. So um, I did, I just went back to France, I quit my job, finished my school, and moved uh, back to uh, China again. And then um, I was in, in, in Xiamen, um, nothing related with coaching, I was mostly doing uh, other kind of business. And um, then I had the opportunity to come to Shanghai uh, for another uh, job which was on the Mexican Chamber of Commerce, so I was the the director of the Mexican Chamber of Commerce back on the time, even though it doesn't look with my look anymore, but, uh, <laughs> I stayed true to myself, to what I am, and um, I decided to follow my dream, which is fitness, and um, that's the dream that most people um, uh, want to achieve their goals, um, but they don't have the right tools, they don't have the right knowledge, they don't have the right things to get it, so that's why I have the uh, privilege to touch people's life to what I do, which is basically my dream to expand it um, and grow it in China. Perfect. So you said you were originally always kind of partially interested in China. You came here, and it was like it just fit. Um, and I'm wondering, like, how long how long have you been here now? Oh, it's going to be eight years now. Eight years. Yeah. So throughout that eight years, were there any times where like, oh, maybe I'll go somewhere else, or why did you decide to stay? So. Um, you know, 
in mostly, I don't know, in general in China, but what I observe in Shanghai that uh, the lifespan we have mostly foreigners is five years. Most of people that I know, um, they all live at the fifth year. It was kind of my case. Um, I was about to leave China, um, to leave Shanghai, um, and then something happened, that something triggered inside of me, um, and it was basically an experience um, from someone that had an accident, um, a person that I didn't know at all, and um, she came from all the way from Russia to Shanghai to get a job as a personal trainer. At the time I was already training a lot of people, training some football teams, um, and I was um, basically having a, a good schedule of coaching, but um, still I was not entirely happy for a reason. Then this situation happened, so this girl arrived um, um, in Shanghai, and as soon as she landed, she had a terrible accident. Uh, and few people were, uh, um, few people died, and she had um, basically, uh, a very horrible uh, experience, and uh, she was in a clinic for um, for a long time. And I just started watching this WeChat post about help these people, send some money. And then I hear that she was a trainer, and she came to Shanghai to be a trainer. And um, I just keep watching this um, week after week, and I don't see much going on. And um, um, I said, wait a minute, um, this is what I do, fitness. And um, I think I can do something about it because I always believe that you cannot cover the sound with one finger, but you can do much. You can do a lot at your own scale. Yeah, it doesn't bother anyone. Many people were asking, but why do you want to do this? I mean, why you don't help people in the street and stuff? So why don't you do it? I do what I can at my own scale, which is fitness. And through fitness, I can touch more people, and much people can be touched through fitness. So we did, we did this event. Um, in Anken life, uh, in which we, we gather all, um, most of trainers at that time in Shanghai, like um, um, we were, I don't know, up to 20 trainers, and we offer all our services as a trainers uh, for the cost of uh, basically uh, raising money for this person. So we did our workouts for free over a weekend, uh, Saturday and Sunday, and uh, we gathered actually good money for the cost and um, we gave the money to this person and covered her part of her um, uh, hospital fees and it was a very touching story that at the end of the um, these two fitness days she went out of the hospital um, in crunches and and, uh, and a complete damaged body but she went out of the hospital to where we did the final party for this event and she went there um, to thank you all of us for what we did and this one I understand which is the art of we that I always keep preaching the art of we we are not essential we are complementary so uh, it's not by segregating it's by unifying that you reach more stuff and uh, not only the fitness but in generally everything you want to achieve is always um, the art of we that's going to get it so this was what touched me uh, deep inside and I said I think I have another opportunity I think I will remain here in Shanghai and uh, touch as many people as I can through what I do. And that's the reason why they don't basically went back home. Yeah. I stayed yeah. here in Shanghai. Um, it's a great story. And um, like the, the, 
the transition that you went through, like I hear this kind of transition in a lot of um, cases with foreigners here, like they come here for work, for some kind of work, like you're doing an internship and you're doing chamber of commerce. Um, then you started sort of going freelance, personal trainer, like you're exactly. doing your own sort of thing a little bit, mm -hmm. but hadn't really set up your own business. Exactly. And then something like this happened, which was a bit more major, and then you finally decided I'm going to set up my own thing. So what was that, what was that tipping point that got you to say, okay, I'm ready to set up my own business here in China now? So, uh, as I said, I had that opportunity of uh, um, when I felt that to what I do, I can influence and touch people. Um, and I was actually, actually I was at the point of leaving Shanghai, and then I met my partner Jasmine, and uh, she told me, "Don't you see all the people that you move? Don't you see all the people that believe in you? Don't you see what you do in their lives? Uh, that has uh, that means something, and you should not let it go." So she trusted me. She trusted me, and uh, at that point in my life, I was. Uh, quite alone in Shanghai, uh, you know, it's that kind of time in which you don't know exactly uh, if you stay or you go. In my point I was going back, but then I had this person in my life who trusted me and she said, let's go for it. So um, <clears throat> that was the time when uh, I said, okay, I'm going to give it a go, one more opportunity. And uh, we started the business together, actually, she's my fiance, and we started the business together in a little place, in a little apartment. Um, very small one actually um, and we saw what uh, uh, what I mean we started it without knowing where we're going uh, it was just a passion that I had and uh, we just gave it a go for fun and um, eight months after we opened that location the little location we realized that our capacity was actually pretty full we didn't have more capacity more time or, or more space for people which were in demand of what I was doing at that time only myself coaching uh, the whole day long and then is when we decided to move to this location which is basically uh, I don't know 10 times bigger what are, what are some of the obstacles or maybe if you can identify one main one that you can think of over the last years that uh, held you back, that was difficult, that you found a way of overcoming? Is there anything that's coming from Of course, so, and definitely. I mean, China is full of ladders. Uh, not only, I mean, we all know is the, the language, right? But uh, that's just the beginning. Um, it's full of ladders, but for me, ladders are what they are for, to climb them, to grow, and to keep going. And ladders are not mean to uh, stop you. Ladders are mean to make you grow, isn't it? So. Um, many. Actually, the reason I, and I would like to mention for a lot of people that don't know me at all, um, and the, the, the reason why I was leaving China is because I think this problem we most of all uh, has in China, which is the visa issue. So um, I got in a very bad situation of visa in which I bought a visa at that time was uh, ridiculously expensive, around 20000 for a year uh, with multiple uh, entries that you need to go every two months or something. So um, I bought a visa and it was a fake visa. I didn't know until I was in the airport. And uh, in the airport, they told me, oh, uh, this visa expired, so actually uh, you need to pay for what you've been exceeding of days. It was three months, so 500 maybe per day. So plus the 20,000 of the visa, plus the flights. Honestly, I lost a fortune on that, and I lost all my patience, and I lost everything I had, and that's when I was going to leave China. So many people helped me at that time, and I never forget where I come from. A lot of people helped me uh, with money, with support, and um, that's the, the, the way I cool. 
basically um, uh, passed through this visa issue. Uh, that was one. So to say language barrier, visa situation, there is more and more controls lately. That is into a personal perspective of why I was living and uh, the, 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 uh, the barriers you find um, day by day. Yeah. Then of course, uh, in when um, company and, uh, and um, uh, issues about company, that's another universe that is also uh, full of ladders and full of obstacles, but is uh, mostly, you definitely, the, the most important thing you need is find the right partner. That is the, the key of everything, yeah. Um, you have the right partner, you have the right business. Uh, it's all about timing and partnership. So when you say partner, you're referring to Jasmine? Yeah, well, at the or beginning... Can you tell us a little bit about her? Like sure, at the beginning, actually, uh, well, she's from Xinhuandao. Uh, uh, Jasmine, uh, she is uh, 26 years old uh, from Xinhuandao. 26 years old, for the, I'm not sure. <laughs> I'm always confused about her age. She's an egg man. She's she's an incredible person, incredible woman. Uh, is the most capable um, girl I ever met in my life. Uh, she gets the things done as in a, in a level that I never seen before in my life. Mm -hmm. She's extremely uh, capable of things, and uh, from day one when we started, and she told me, "Okay, I'm going to help you with this." She started basically writing a story about myself to build me up as I wanted to be. And that's what she's been doing. Still fitness success um, is thanks to Jasmine, honestly speaking. And all the success you see in terms of everything we do, uh, it's thanks to Jasmine um, and to my passion. It's a connection, yeah. She, um, as I said, she's from Shinkwanda, where is the beginning of the Great Wall. And uh, she was uh, doing PR here in Shanghai for luxury brands. And uh, she just decided to quit everything. I was surprised. So we met. Uh, it was, um, as I said, it was uh, love at first time when we met each other. And um, a week after, she decided to move to my place, to my home. So she, we moved together. And a month after, we started the business. And everything has been extremely fast since then. It's been two years. And um, we are at this situation right now. And we are basically uh, facing the new situation and the new uh, phase of Stealth Fitness, which is the expansion plan we have. So it's all due to Jasmine, I have to accept it. But uh, my passion and my job as well, it's, as I said, um, you need cement to put the blocks together. Yeah. She's the cement and the blocks, and she builds me up. Having a partner, um, the importance of that. I'm thinking about misconceptions that people have about China, because I think mm -hmm. there are a lot. And I'm wondering if there's any that come to mind when you think about things that people think about China but isn't necessarily true from your experience here. Is there anything that you can think of? To start a business? Yeah, it doesn't have to be in business. It just, just life in China or trying to sort of build something in China, if, whether it's a career or a business. Yeah. Um, things that people you know, from the West, you know, Mexico or the US or Europe, France, mm -hmm. might think about China, but that you having been here have seen that it's actually not really like that, that China's actually like this. Mm -hmm. Is there anything that comes to mind? So, uh, so um, from my personal experience, um, since I was a kid, I was attracted by this culture. Uh, I thought it was a completely universe. I used to ask my parents, where did they come from? They look completely different, they write completely different, it looks like it's another planet, I wanna go to that planet. Um, so, um, 
always had it on my heart until I was in France and I had the opportunity to come for an internship. And then I realized and I come and this is China, it's just full of skyscrapers everywhere, of huge buildings. And, and I was, um, I was, it was a huge contrast of my idea. Um, because at that time is when China practically opened to the market for globalization. And um, that was almost like, I don't know, 10 years ago that everything started moving so fast in Shanghai, in China mostly. And this is when everybody understood that, okay, there is something we can do in China. And indeed, it's, uh, it's again, as a personal experience in Europe, spending 10 years of my life didn't get me anywhere. Even though in my company, where I was working, I was working mostly for exhibitions and shows internationally speaking in Paris. And I was the only person able to speak six languages. And yet, I was at the lowest of uh, the company. Um, even though the general managers and people in charge of locations and people in charge of um, <clears throat> the operations and logistics were not ever even able to speak a language of the people you were doing business with. And again, I was the only person speaking six languages, but I could not do anything even though I had the capacities. I understood that in order to climb in Europe, uh, you have to be 50, 60 years old until you achieve something. And I said, I don't have time for that. I had the experience to be in the United States as well, and it's also full of opportunities. But um, as a Mexican, it's a little bit um, more complicated for the, um, you know, the, the clash between uh, uh, Americans and Mexicans and this um, culture we have of immigration. So I was there for studying, also for working, but um, it was like a golden cage in the States. So you can do something, but it's a golden cage. You will never have that freedom you want to have. Europe, forget about it. You came to China, yes, you can do it. And you have access to everything. Everything is extremely accessible, but doesn't mean it's easy. You can do it if you have the brain, you have the resources, you have a safe way. But then it comes to say the ladders, the partners, legislations, this and that. So indeed, um, China is El Dorado, of course, but you need to have the right resources, the right people, and the right mentality to do it. Because we come with the mentality, I am American, I am European, I am, and oh, everybody's like, oh, oh that white, no. Um, I never saw myself like that. I always been humble um, in where I am. I love this country. Um, everybody says that home is where your heart is. Well, um, my heart is here in China. Um, and of course in Mexico, but uh, China has given me absolutely everything I always wanted through hard work only. Not chances, not, yes, you need opportunities, but it's only through hard work that you can get things done. But again, as I said, um, um, the, the, the things you find on the way, um, it's, it's different for every person, completely different. Um, so in my own experience, was the partnership we had at the beginning when we started we had five partners five partners in which um, the five of them what i was basically expecting me as a person of the vision of what i want to do i wanted to um, i have a, a, an expectation of things of them to do yeah we have someone in numbers we had someone in marketing we had someone in, in resources so i say oh this is going to just work perfectly yeah if everyone just do what they have to do. But I understand, I mean, uh, the money factor, yeah, I mean, you're not getting pay of it, so just little by little start going like a domino, 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 one by one. And I just found out myself and Jasmine 
basically working extremely hard for this and we cannot let it down. So um, it's when we realize that we need to go on our own, Jasmine and I, to build this. So we separate from our partners and uh, we are now fully operating just the both of us on Star Fitness. And um, that's what we've been doing for the last almost three years. Um, I work um, from 6 a.m. in the morning until 9.30 in the evening. I get up every single day at 4.30 in the morning to do my rituals. Um, sometimes I miss them, but I have my rituals in the morning, do my stuff in the morning, visualize, uh, uh, do my uh, declarations, and, and do my stuff, just my stuff that keeps me going. You know, otherwise, you get lost in this city. So uh, my balance is what I do in my, uh, what I call the power hour, which is from four to five. And, um, but the, what I was playing that I spend over 15 hours straight work, um, client after client after client after client after client, every single day. Um, and um, I still don't get enough of it. I mean, I love it. I, I don't get tired. I don't feel any. Uh, I don't. I, I don't feel anything that is basically stopping me to do it. I mean, just want to do it more and more. The problem is I cannot duplicate myself. And the problem is that I have clients waiting for me, like even I have a waiting list of six months of people waiting to train. But um, unfortunately, I cannot duplicate myself. And I could do 24 hours if I could. But um, um, as I say, it's not possible. So that is what gives me fuel. That's my passion. And that's what helps me to to people make believe more and more in what we do. So as I say, your vibe attract your tribes. People keep coming to us saying, you guys are doing this great. How, how, how many people in your team you have? Say, we use two of us. Say, oh guys, well, your marketing, your image, your visuals, or everything looks like you have a big team. Say, no, it's just two of us. Mm. Um, and um, again, it's all because of, uh, uh, she has the right vision towards me. She always wanted to build a man, and I always believed that uh, I don't consider myself a great man, of course. Um, I will be, I'm pretty sure, and that is because of her. Because behind every great man, there's a great woman, and she's the one who's going to help me to build up that dream, and we're going to build it up together. Then, of course, the partnership and stuff, the more we grow, that's the idea of where we're going. But um, um, we are pretty uh, focused on where we're going. So, so particularly when it comes to marketing and marketing in China, um, what have been your experiences and like what are the channels that you use? Is it mostly WeChat? Is there other stuff that you use? Like how do you decide how to do your marketing? Okay. Um, it's been entirely WeChat. Entirely WeChat. Um, we've never been doing anything else besides we try sometimes uh, QQ or other channels. But um, you gotta go for what is the short thing. And WeChat is just everything in China. You cannot, once I tried to live without WeChat, I was getting fitted of too many things and I was super tired of WeChat at the point that it really bothers me that people don't accept money in the streets anymore. It's just WeChat, WeChat, WeChat. I said too much. So I tried to live without WeChat for a week. Impossible. It's just not possible. So um, you realize the power that WeChat has, I mean, everybody knows it. 
and it's entirely WeChat what we do in terms of uh, marketing and um, other channels we are exploring little by little according to the um, target population we have and um, mostly as I said depends of the target depends of the location we, we have uh, we use probably different channels now there's more and more coming like uh, other applications of social media um, and uh, that's uh, something that we are evaluating to also be open to other uh, channels but all the visuals all the ideas goes mostly I mean, which is is been evaluating a lot. Um, nowadays, I don't think people open links anymore, right? I mean, I mean, we still do, but it's not like the beginning. Wow, this is a link. When I the first time I saw a link was like, oh, this is amazing. I want one for myself. Um, now people just swap, swap all the time, um, and uh, your information has to be concise and uh, catchy and fast because people don't like to write. I don't like to read WeChat anymore so just something that is interesting for my eyes instantly I go for it um, so that's why the image and design is I think is the most important of the WeChat channel yeah. information it is it's only for people that is uh, interested or relevant on but mostly um, uh, I think people I mean love comes from the site yeah so people want to see what they want to see only yeah even though it's something like okay but it's something that I'm interested on, then I'm probably gonna click it. And if I don't click it, I already got, I already catch my, my 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 attention. So in a city that never sleeps, like Shanghai, um, you you need to keep entertaining people the more you can. Um, I read somewhere like. If New York is the city that never sleeps, then Shanghai is the city that never sees that. And that's true. That's true. So you always have to be innovating. You always have to be bringing new stuff. You always have to be in different state of mind to try to understand. Because this city is moving so fast. And people are coming from everywhere and going from everywhere and just moving all the time. So you need to be on that way to catch them. You need to be the board to surf. So it's pretty difficult. It's pretty difficult. It's not that easy. So how do you make sure that you are on that wave? Like what you mentioned earlier, your morning rituals. Um, and I'm just thinking about like how do you decide what your next move is? How do you how do you make those decisions? Um, it's a good question. Um, first of all, um, I'm I'm pretty clear where I'm going. Before I probably didn't have much idea. Now I have. A consistent idea, a very, very clear idea of where I'm going, and I know what it takes to make it. Um, so, when I know what it takes to make it, morning ritual for me is the key of everything. Um, not getting too much into details, but um, um, the things I do on those rituals give me a clear mind and allows me to breathe before the storm of my daily work, which is 15 hours straight of work, of lifting, dropping, punch, pump, pump. So um, those, uh, those moments of my uh, rituals um, allows me to back off of the night before, okay, what, what happened yesterday, um, and how I'm gonna drive it differently today. Um, because you can only connect the dots 
backwards, yeah, not to the front. So I connect the dots backwards, what I've been doing good, what I'm doing wrong, and that's how I attack my next day. I don't know what's gonna happen tomorrow. I don't know what's gonna happen next month. I don't know, I don't know anything. But um, by connecting the dots and doing my morning rituals, I know where I'm standing and position myself where I want to be. And I just connect, try to connect the dots of what it takes to get in there, such as keep preparing yourself. Yeah, uh, that's for sure. You need to keep upgrading yourself. You need to keep reading. You need to keep uh, certifying yourself, preparing. Just that is uh, a pillar. Yeah, uh, with that, whatever comes in the future, um, you are prepared. Like, okay, if the market change, okay, now it's no more TRX. Oh, now it's another uh, trend in CrossFit or in this and that. So the more you cultivate yourself, the more you are basically on the wave. Yeah, see, because if here you don't uh, do, I don't want to say the word, SH, you don't make it. You have to do all the time something. It doesn't matter what it is. And many people tell me all the time, you try to do too much. You do too much. Like you have uh, boxing, you have yoga, dance, pilates, crossfit, that, 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 that. And everybody tell me, you should focus to do something good. Just one thing good. I don't believe on th such a thing. I think uh, the more polyvalent you are, um, the more you can grow. Uh, the more you can do. The more you can influence. The more you can touch people. So um, in fitness, um, I receive my critics sometimes that yes, we do too much, but it's because we do it well, because we know how to do it. If I don't know how to do something, I will not do it. So it just takes times to develop, but um, um, again, if I don't know how to do something, I will not step on it. So that's what we've been doing since the really beginning, moving from one discipline to another. And uh, the way I do, the way you tell me how do I know what is the next step, is by preparing myself. So I prepare myself, I get certified on this or in that, um, and then I know that what I can do with this. Um, certifications, there are way too many in the market. Many, many, many. Yeah. You decide which one is relevant for you. I decide some of them are not relevant for me, and I will never do them, because I don't believe that just a paper telling you that you are able to do something, even though you don't have the experience, will prove it. No, I'll prove it here day by day. I teach more than 1,700 hours a year. So um, the only way to, um, to prove that is by me selecting what I want to be, what I want to coach, what I want to give to people, not what the market says. That's what I say. It is important you to know how to wave, how to surf those waves. So um, it's through education, through um, continuous education, through um, preparing yourself. If someone's looking to get into specifically the, the fitness or the health or the wellness industry in mm -hmm. China, what do they need to know? What do they need to know? Um, well, first of all, the market, uh, Chinese market, of course, uh, but why? Um, first of all, because um, the trends of fitness coming from the states or from yeah, mostly the states, yeah, um, not necessarily are adaptable to Chinese market because of the physiognomy itself of the uh, of, of uh, the Chinese public. Uh, for example, CrossFit. CrossFit is getting extremely popular, extremely um, um, trendy in China, 
um, and it's growing more and more and more because Chinese people are growing physically, um, not like before. Um, that's why probably bodybuilding was not very popular many years ago, and now some of the biggest guys I've seen are Chinese. So um, understand their um, um, understand what they like, um, but not only what they like, what is suitable for them. Yeah, such as why hot water instead of cold water in a hot weather. Yeah, uh, that's the Chinese market. So you need to understand. Uh, First of all, their ideas, um, their conception of the things you're trying to put into their minds. Um, because fitness is a very personal thing, um, mostly when it comes to groups. It's um, when I do, uh, I do a lot of team workouts and you can see the huge difference of playing teams between Chinese and Western people. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> when I do corporate trainings, I do it in purpose to separate Chinese with the uh, foreigner team and the Chinese are surprised why this guy is always winning and uh, it's not only because of the physical capacities but it's because of um, the, the, uh, the, the brotherhood and the workout the uh, you know the cheering up spirit meanwhile one guy uh, Chinese is in the rower struggling the other ones are just watching meanwhile the Westerners are just cheering up and growing together so um, it's getting there more and more and more and more because fitness, as I said, is, is for me something very personal. Yeah, people get in touch, get too close, uh, sometimes even sharing sweat, <laughs> and 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 you know Chinese are a little bit more um, um, uh, concerned about getting too close and touchy and stuff. Meanwhile, we like to work out, finish, and we are hugging each other and we're so. Um, <clears throat> it depends on this. Uh, uh, a team sport, individual sport. For individual sports, I believe it. I mean, I was training Coco, which is uh, it was supposed to be the number one worldwide. Um, personal sports, yes, they are awesome, and you see more and more in, in Olympics. Coco, you mean the pole dance? No, Coco is a tennis player. Ah, oh, tennis okay. player. She was um, the next Lena. Had the chance to um, uh, to train her. Okay. Uh, amazing tennis player. So when what is uh, individuals? Um, in their disciplines, I mean, they 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 been growing that way, yeah. Since they're little, they put them to do this because you're gonna get a, a gold medal, yeah. But general public, no. So um, when new trends comes, like in which you basically need to be close to your partners, and uh, they understand it in a different way. So that's what I say. There's more and more um, trends coming in that way. Uh, but first of all, you need to understand, for example, if people, like Chinese people, are feeling comfortable to do acro yoga. Mm. A trend that is lately, you see it a lot right here. Uh, it's extremely personal, I believe. Yeah, people get extremely close. So I don't think that those kind of things probably will be very uh, popular a couple of years ago. Mm. So yeah, understand your market, understand Chinese people, what they want. Um, I'm talking in terms of fitness, yeah? In terms of fitness, yeah, they're getting more and more uh, involved to get close, to get um, um, uh, very um, uh, enthusiastic about it. And um, how, for, how has, when you look at your business and the people you've been training, um, has the demographic changed over time? Like where you had more foreigners at the beginning and now it's more Chinese people or the other way around? Or yeah. what, what has happened? So, uh, um, I started 
mostly with foreigners. Um, at the beginning was practically 100% foreigners. Um, and now um, it's getting all the way around, yes. Um, we have more and more and more Chinese um, than foreigners, even though we are in an area which is an expat area. Um, and for the expansion plans we have is entirely Chinese market for uh, uh, the basically the business model we have and we're doing is mostly into Chinese population. So yeah, right now is uh, it turned into um, uh, a Chinese population at the gym, but still we have an amazing crowd of uh, foreigners that they bring a lot of atmosphere. Yeah. It's very important. It's very yeah. important too. I mean, I, I love both crowds. I love both crowds because uh, foreigners we understand um, better each other and um, they bring a lot of atmosphere in class mm, but Chinese are so devoted to it like um, they're super determined and it's actually you can see it in the population how fit they're getting mm -hmm. it's insane it's crazy how fit Chinese people is just getting so mm -hmm. it's, it's a pretty interesting mix yeah it's interesting to hear like that it was mostly foreigners and now it's moving more and more to Chinese. I have a hypothetical question for you. Mm -hmm. um, do you think if you had focused on the Chinese market first without doing the foreigners that you would have been as successful as you are today? Definitely no. No, because again, I didn't know. First of all, I, I mean, I, I do speak survival Chinese, but I am not able to coach a class in Chinese. Um, so. I would not be able to focus on the Chinese market at the beginning because I cannot basically provide what I offer to them. Or I could, but not in the same quality. I could put screens, which is very trendy lately, and I don't believe that will last because people need human connections. People need to feel that they belong somewhere. And um, I was just reading some, um, um, and one of my clients told me, for example, that Alibaba is opening a 200,000 square meters warehouse and there's only two human beings operating it. Everything else is machines. No more taxi drivers, no more. So everything is going to get into that perspective. But fitness, no. Fitness, you need to connect. Fitness, you need um, um, basically human interactions. Um, and I don't believe that screens will do the job of me shouting at you. <laughs> or it could do, but um, it's not as effective as you know, I'm shouting at you. It's not that I shout to people. I <laughs> um, but if I was focusing into the Chinese market, at that time I'd probably do it by screens and me just, uh, you know, okay, follow that. And, but where is the connection? Uh, me, I love to connect with people. That's why people probably come here because there is um, the sense of community that you hear everywhere. Um, but here we do build community. Um, and everybody's connecting here with everybody. Yeah, uh, we pass from having what 30 members at the beginning at that little place to uh, almost 800 now, and uh, all of them connecting. Um, you see um, uh, the kind of interactions they have. They are uh, human interactions. It's not like uh, when they, you know, they come here and you see the the connection. It's not like just widget stuff. So. Um, um, yeah, definitely. Um, if, if I started with Chinese market, I will not be where I am right now. Sure.